Welcome to, to Dad Adventures, an actual play D and D podcast with a dad and daughter. I am one of the hosts, the yes, DM, the dad. You're the dad. Yep, I am. My co-host is Trouble. Uh, I'm not Trouble. I'm her the name daughter. Is Trouble. Oh, okay. Hmm. The player, also apparently the Trouble. Yep. And who plays a Tabaxi Ranger who may or may not. Uh, have a weird t-shirt. You do have a weird t-shirt. I believe it said, I'm with stupid, pointing right. to the right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to... I made, I made Flibbit point, um, I made Flibbit fly on my left side, but it's up to you in the future. <laughs> if I decide if you to d- change that. If he decides to fly on the right side. Beautiful. All right. And um, yeah, we're going to kick <laughs> it back off again, uh, continuing on where we left off. It was intense. It was intense. Um, I got an intense walkie-talkie call. You did. I wanted to do a quick shout-out to the go- the folks over at Plus One to Gaming, who still are hosting our episodes, and pretty soon we'll be hosting maybe some other content from us on there. <gasps> so we'll see. Dun-dun-dun! Anyway, um, thanks <laughs> to them for giving us that spot. Are you ready for the recap? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Last time on Dadventurous, Kia made her way to the second part of Coaster Chaos, and you sought out another surged artifact. Which may or may not be a pink stuffed unicorn. I mean, it unicorn. was. It was. It was I mean, no it was. May or may yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you guys probably listened to that. Yeah, so. that's true. No spoilers here, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so you found yourself a search artifact in the form of a pink unicorn that seemed to provide power, like electrical power to past world stuff. To the, but would you call that baterical? I don't know. Battery, battery-powered uh, things. Yeah, it, it charged the batteries. I don't, I don't know think if it's a is a word, but nope. it could be in this world. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, mm. and you fought a giant coaster chaos uh, version of a monster. It looked like a roller coaster. It moved around though. Its name was Coasty the Chaos Man. Yes, Coasty Chaos Man was there, <laughs> and you had to climb and dive and jump your way into the core of this creature to defeat it. And then it fell apart. It fell apart, but only one of the tracks. And then you were able to retrieve the unicorn and... Go on two amusement park rides. Two amusement park rides. One one of them you and Flibbit... Puked on. Puked on. And then the other one you guys rode successfully at the end. And then you left Coaster Chaos and you made your way back to the Rummager Cache spot to take a long rest. But in the course of the night... In the course of the morning, sometime in there, you got a call on your walkie-talkie sending stone from Maud. And what did Maud say? She said, I can't do the voice. There's, it's just um, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maud used to have an accent. I think the mom she has pointed a, that out. She has a slight Texas, but it's like really slight. Yeah, no, not anymore. She's just my voice now. Yeah. Sorry, people out there worried about... Accents, sorry. Accents and, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the word? We're not professional voice actors here. No, not even unprofessional ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I think I can do a pretty good British. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Maud said what on the sending stone? She said, um, don't come back. Something, something. Trap. Bloodhounds. And then it went silent. <laughs> yep, static. And you were left with a unworking on her end sending stone. Sending talkie. Sending talkie. Talkie stone. <laughs> talkie. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that is kind of where we are now. You have the unicorn. You were gonna head back for Map's Edge, and something went wrong with Maud at her location, which was not. That was to the east. 
Yeah. She went to a place called Retail Ruins. But she said, don't come back. Yeah. Mm. What do you think she was talking about? We'll find out this week on Dadventurous. <gasps> right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was that voice? Uh, weird announcer. All right. So you find yourself staring down at this sending stone, and Maud had just sent forth this interesting message to you. <laughs> it is interesting. And Flibbit comes over. He's like, well, hey, Kia, what, what, what is that? What are you, are you trying to send a message back home? Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just um, I was going to check in with check in with Theodora. And I dial Theodora's number. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah, you press the Theodora rune. <laughs> uh, is it her name? It's a T. <laughs> you got a T and an M. Trademark. Um, <laughs> because these are my proprietary devices that I've created. Anyway, <laughs> you press the rune and I think the device lights up a little bit and maybe like a little beam of energy like points off in the direction kind of of where it's sending that message. You hear this Kia! Kia, you there? Um, yeah. Uh, I can I shoo flip it off? <laughs> you can do something or say something. Um, I I pulled away from my mouth and say, um, Wibbit, uh, uh, yes, could you go yeah. ch- could you go check on the unicorn real quick? Uh, gladly. It is quite fluffy, and he <laughs> flumps his way away. He flumps his way away. Okay. Yep. And Theodore, Theodore's like, Kia, Kia, you're all right, hun. Um, yeah. Uh, I got I got the magical artifact. It's Woo! uh, it's a unicorn. Woo! It's pink. Okay, but it but it is the uh. It's the surged artifact, though, for sure. Yes, for sure. It's okay. It's powerful. It charges past world stuff. It just uh, happens to be pink unicorn stuff. Huh? It charges like it gives them power. Yeah, yeah, like electrical power, like that makes them work. Whoa, that's different. Okay, huh. well, bring it on back. Good work. Um. Also, I uh, I got a call from Mod. Oh, from Mod. Yeah. Um, um, what happened with Mon? She said that she, that there was a trap with bloodhounds at her location, and she said, "Don't come back." Don't come back. Uh, also, where are you? I'm I'm still in Map's Edge. Is everything fine? Yeah, your grandfather's right next to me. Oh, hey, Kia, <laughs> it's me, Gunther. I love you. How's it going? Um, good. I uh, I love you too. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go back to work now. And Theodora pushes him out. She's like, "Well, what, is Maud all right?" I have absolutely no idea. It didn't sound like it. Her her line went dead. Her line went dead. That's not good. Well, look. Why don't you make your way back to Maps Edge, and we'll figure out a plan from there. And you can give me that pink unicorn. DM question: Can I make an insight check on this? On on Theodora. On Theodora. Yeah, go ahead. Terrible. I got a five. I, or actually, wait, no, I didn't get a five. I got a ten. You got a ten? I mean, Maud got injured, and uh, it seems like Theodora is genuinely concerned about that and wants to have you come back to Maps Edge so you guys can figure out a plan. I say, um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come back in the morning. I'm currently in, in shelter. Uh, Flibbit is here with me. We have the unicorn, and the amusement park was fun. Good. Well, that sounds wonderful. All right, well... Hmm, I'll figure out something for when you get back to see what we can do to go figure out what happened to Maud. Could you call her? Um, this, from my end? Yeah, yeah, this is my last use for this currently um, okay. for today, so I need you to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll call her. I'll. Uh, you should be back, you know, today, so we'll see you hopefully this evening. Yeah. All right, best of luck. Over and out. And it goes out. And yeah, you're left alone in the outskirts of this giant rock. You're surrounded by this talus field thing, and you're next to the Rumger Cache. And the day, I think this was morning, so yeah. I think the day is, is yours with what you want to do and discuss and figure out. Um, I go back inside to flip it. Okay. He um, is snuggling with the pink unicorn. <laughs> of course. And I say, okay, uh, Theodora said, come back. 
Well, that makes sense. We've got the uh, the unicorn, and we've got to make our way back to Mapsage. Hey, good work uh, yesterday. We did cool stuff. Um, thanks. You did cool stuff, too. Thank you. I feel wonderful about my participation. <laughs> I think I, um, I grab my bag, but I give him a hug with the pink unicorn in between us. Okay, you guys do a big, uh, big unicorn thing. Big uh, unicorn group hug. Unicorn group hug. Wonderful. All right. And you guys, are you starting? Are you wanting to do anything in the cache, or are you heading back? I think I want to head back. Okay. Uh, So you wait. Did I take the potion of mysterious potionness? Yeah. You only went into Mod's Mod's room, and and you took a potion that seemed to be from the B room person. Beryl was her name, and it was a potion of something. That's why I'm calling it the Potion of Mysterious Potion. <laughs> yep, and you got a little message that basically said, didn't know if you'd need one of these, but made you one for old time's sake, right? Yeah, and I peeked into the Z, Z door that was locked from the inside. It was indeed. Not to be mistaken, was a vampire's coffin. <laughs> right? I think I head out. I don't, I don't okay. want to check in other people's business. Sounds good. Sounds very noble of you. Except the Z take, door, of Take course. notice, other D&D players. We have someone with a moral compass. <laughs> for now. And for now, yes, of course. <laughs> I won't have a moral compass forever. <laughs> and we start back on the road towards Map's Edge. Uh, I would say that the day today, as you step out of the rock and you kind of make your way back over the Talus Fields, over the to the path that heads east, it's cloudier today. There's... Are they pink clouds? Not immediately noticeable, no. But there's, it's definitely stormier, which inherently has a sense of danger to it because it's less obvious when a wild magic storm comes rolling in. Yeah. If it's cloudy day and there's dark clouds above, the vibrant, bright, rainbow, fluorescent clouds of a wild magic storm blend in. To... Dark storm clouds. It not so much like the color, but like they're actually like merged into oh. the clouds. So they there's they're less easy to see. You don't see them rolling across this plains from twenty miles away. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes so sense. there's an inherent level of probably I would guess anxiety yeah. that you have, but nothing that would like keep you from doing anything. It's no. just like your eyes are maybe on the sky a little bit more. Um, is there lightning? Not that you notice where you're at. No. Mm. Is there like flashes at all in the distance or no? Make a perception check. Ooh. 18. Uh, I will say that we had described Coaster Chaos. There were some trees kind of on the one side of the path yeah. and field on the other. The I light- it was a tree land path on both sides. On both sides near Coaster Chaos, but once you got further out, oh, one yeah. side was like fields that you could see to- towards that pond that had turned into a pink... Uh, tree forest. Yeah. The plains side of the path that's more open to your, we'll say to your right, it's cloudy, but nothing that way. The flashes that you do occasionally see seem distant, but they do seem kind of on the treed side of the path. So it's hard to see exactly where, but I will say it it adds to your- Counting thunder? You don't, you didn't hear any thunder on that one. It was just lightning, but that happens sometimes in lightning storms too. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw a flash. It seems like maybe it was really far away. You're not sure. Because I didn't hear it like yeah. a couple of seconds later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think she'd continue on her way, probably uh, putting her hood up because uh, cats yep. hate being wet. The, the cloak of shrouding yeah. hood. Yeah. I blend in with the clouds, <laughs> but I hate being wet. There you go. All right. So you and Flibbit start making your way back to town. Is there anything you want to discuss with Flibbit before I make you roll on the encounter table? Um, <laughs> I think I'd, I'd just say, um, I think I'd wet, I would wet him hold the unicorn. Okay. And um, I'd say, let's just hope those, uh, what are they called? Oh, yeah. Let's just hope those kobolds don't think you're an octopus again. <laughs> Yes, I hope we do not run into them. I did not appreciate trying to be napped. Flumpfnapped. Neither did I. Okay, good. Uh, I appreciate you being flumpfnapped. I appreciate that about you, my friend, Kia. And he hugs the unicorn tighter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Are you prepared? Encounter to table. Reroll on the encounter table I this guess, time. If I get a four again and it's kobolds again, mm-hmm. I will like. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I will so tell hard. you that the encounter table is not the same numbers. Oh. But there are similar things that can happen. So go ahead and roll for me. A. A D eight. And seven. A seven. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so the daughter's been playing lots of Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, I have. And I was thinking to myself, some of these encounters don't have to be bad guys. They could be goofy people she c- comes across. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I'm going to say that you... Do they not have names? ...come around the corner and... Uh, here's an idea. All right. You come around the corner. So there's a little hill next to the pathway. And you see something that you did not see before. You see a tent protecting from the rain, but it's just two-sided. And yeah. you can you can see through the front and you can see through the back. And you see two little feet laying down on the grass hill underneath this small tent. Um. And you can see uh, those feet kind of wiggling back and forth like they're excited about something. And there's a person laying down in there. How um, small? And I will say they're looking down the path the way you were headed. Oh, okay. So you're approaching them from behind. Okay. Um, I, um, how, how like small are these feet? I want to know like age slash, um, age, age slash size. Uh, they are small in size. Mm-hmm. So either it's a child or it's a gnome. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Uh-oh. Or just a short thing. Yep. Um, I would like. It's always a child. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> it's always a kid. Um, I think I would yell, not leaving the path. Okay. I would yell, um, "Hi!" Just hi. <laughs> yeah, uh, just hi. <laughs> the feet jump, and a loud ah! noise happens, and uh, you hear some cluttering and. Th- thumping and uh, the person basically like trying to stand up inside the tent and clambers apart knocks the tent over to the side and looks over at you and you see a bespectacled gnome with crazy white hair (laughs) spiking off his head and a mustache that comes off his face and curls out like six inches on either side from his face, the craziest mustache you've ever seen. And he... Is it bespectacled or goggled? It's bespectacled. And he is wearing basically like a traveling suit. He's got like... A suit. Basically kind of like a suit. And it kind of looks like past world clothing (laughs) that he has repurposed. Oh. And he's wearing basically like a brown suit with straps across and he's got books and he's got pens and he's got binoculars and he's got all these things. He sits up and he goes, Oh, 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 you frightened me, young lady. I'm sorry? Do you mean to attack? No. Are you a bandit? No. Do I look like a bandit? Well, I don't know. That would be fascinating. (laughs) Um, What is Flibbit doing? Flibbit probably is hiding behind you with the pink unicorn. He's like, hey, Kia, I don't... Who is this guy? No idea. I say, um... I whisper to him and then I say, uh, no, I'm, I'm not a bandit, nor is my friend here. Okay, well, that's fine, I suppose. What may you be doing here out in this rain? And he pulls out a card <laughs> that he has <laughs> and he says, awesome. my name is Cabot Cranberry, gnome, researcher, and author. And author? he says, as he's talking to you, you hear down the path a roar. And the third, and he goes, Oh, quick, quick, come, come to my tent. Come here and I'll tell you more. But your tent's knocked over. We, we can put it back up. And he sets it back on the ground and he gestures for you to come over. I come over and pull Flibbit with me. Okay. By the tentacle. <laughs> yep. And um, you guys rush over and dive under the tent with Cabot Cranberry. <laughs> cranberry. And, I like cranberries. <laughs> and he says, ah, Hello, now you must stay quite quiet. As I'm good we at that. Look upon the wilds of elsewhere. And he yes. looks and he gestures to you down the path. And he's got a book and he's got a quill and he's writing in it. And he's got a pair of binoculars and he hands them to you. You look through the binoculars, and I just made this part up, but you <laughs> see a group of kobolds. Oh, come on. 
walking around the path trying to chase a rabbit. <laughs> and there's an ogre sitting nearby, 10, 12 feet tall, yeah. sitting on a rock, laughing, roaring on occasionally, and banging his club against the ground. I I just say to Flibbit, I hand the binoculars to Flibbit and say... <laughs> <laughs> Flibbit, I imagine Flibbit looking through binoculars is the most awkward. He's got two t- tentacles holding them up, yeah. and then his eye stalks come down and like squeeze into the lenses. Of the yeah. Where you can, it's the cartoon thing where you can see the eyes through them. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. All right, sorry, what do you do? And I say, it's like there's kobolds again. Well, at least we're far enough away that they can't flumpfnap me. Yes, I suppose that's true. And I say to the to Cabot, whatever his name <laughs> Cranberry. is. Cranberry. Cabot Cranberry. <laughs> um, I say, so uh, where are you from? I am from Athon. And Re- I, really? Yeah, I just came from there to the west. And I, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this about me, if you know who I am. No, Sad. I mean... <laughs> other, uh, other than you just told me. And I think he probably looks down. I'm going to roll for Cabot. Yeah, he looks down and he looks in your... He sees peeking out of your, the corner of your pouch is your adventurer's guide or your rummager's guide to elsewhere, right? Yeah. And he says, oh, that, that right there. Yes. That, I wrote that book. You wrote it? Well, oh, I'm not I a rummager, out. but I, I helped some... I did the research. Who did you write I've, it with? I interviewed rummagers everywhere. And oh. so you open it up and you see that in the book is the name in the front. It says, The Rummager's Guide to Elsewhere, written by Cabot Cranberry, gnome researcher, author. And there, <laughs> if you flip to the back, there's a poorly drawn photo of him. Poorly drawn, fo- poorly drawn photo? Or you know what I mean. Picture of him. <laughs> um, I say, yeah, I'm going to need that. Uh, need to fix that picture. Um, Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is exciting. I just grabbed this book earlier, uh, last, yesterday. And are you a rummager? Why else would I have this book? That's a, that's a very good point. Well, I, Cabot Cranberry, I am known amongst the researching world for being quite the researcher, and I put that book together. I interviewed rummagers from all over, from Athon to Scarlet Hill to Briarport. Everywhere. Did and you, by perhaps, interview any from Map's Edge? Mm, from Map's Edge? I don't believe I've ever been to Map's Edge, no. Oh, It's so okay. small. I've never been there. I I think Kia just, like, surprised, like, boinks at him. Okay. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it is small. Very small. Uh, it, yes? Well, I am working on a new book. Oh? What may that be? How do we say this? I haven't come up with a title yet, admittedly. However... Uh, it is a book that is about the creatures of elsewhere. And not just not just the birds and deer and rabbits, but the, the monstrous creatures. Like like those kobolds? Like kobolds and ogres, exactly. I even and he leans in close, I even saw a dragon fly over Athon last month. Uh wait, what? You saw a dragon yep. fly over the city? Yep, but it was very high in the sky. There are fascinating creatures out there. Yourself, even. You are a tabaxi. Yes. Before the the surge that came and affected our world, these people did not exist. It is fascinating. And so I am here. And then he finally kind of sees Flump. And he's like, and what is this? Who, what what kind of creature is this? I've never seen this before. Uh, Flump. He's my friend. His name is Flibbit. Yeah, my name's Flibbit. I'm a Flump and what she said. You're not helpful, and I uh, turn. I turn back to the <laughs> to the flump, and he starts going into a paragraph about flumps, and then drawing a little picture of Flibbit with the t-shirt. With the t-shirt, yes. <laughs> I say, um, he doesn't wear that t-shirt all the time. It's just we just got it from that amusement park uh, down the road. And he adds a section that says, "Flumps like to wear clothing." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and I noticed these kobolds and this ogre. And I was observing them. Um, how would you like to come back to Map's Edge with me? Uh, you- if you've never been there, then, well, it's a research opportunity, right? I know this lady who you would want to meet. Who's, who, what lady? Her name is Theodora. She's this inventor. Oh! And she's, like, really sciencey. Theodora. You know, I think I might have interviewed her. Really? Is she from Map's Edge? Uh, or is she no. from? Oh, 
Um, but she did work with my grandpa. Little old lady? Human? Yeah. Goggles? Yeah. I think I did interview her. For my book? Really? I think so. That sounds familiar. Did I did write that book many years ago, but perhaps it's the same person. It, it is. Oh. Uh, wait, and I, I, I say, um, did you happen to interview a elf named Maud? Elf named Maud. That one doesn't ring as many bells, but I did. In- I interviewed like 30 or 40 rummagers, so. Oh. It-, it was many years ago, maybe. Many years ago. How old is this book exactly? Uh, probably looking at the cover and the date, you would see a Copyright year. Copyright date. <laughs> you would probably see a year that I would guess is before, I don't know, maybe it's six, it's seven years old. Oh. Kind of about the time that you came into your. I, I started rummaging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I say, okay, so it's not that out of date, I suppose. Okay, yeah. Uh, how would you like to come back to Maps Edge with me and that sounds wonderful. Kind of get the way of the land? I think that sounds wonderful. The only question that I have is how are we going to get past these creatures? And he points down, and the kobolds seem to, one of the kobolds seems to have caught the rabbit. No. And then they hand it up to the ogre, and the ogre grabs it in his hand. He tosses it up in the air to, like, catch it in its mouth. But he's really dumb, and <laughs> he aimed wrong, and he just opens his mouth expecting the rabbit to, like, fall in, hits him in the forehead, <laughs> tumbles down the ogre's body, and then scampers off into the bushes. And he gets all angry, and it goes, thud, 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 and all the kobolds chase after the rabbit once more. <laughs> um, I say, they're distracted. Do, do you propose? And Cabot looks very excited. To sneak around them? Yes. Or a distraction? Yes, my uh, my f- friend Fwibbit here has a very good theme song for s- for stealthiness. He adds it, to the paragraph, flumps like to sing soundtracks yes. to their <laughs> to their current situation. Flump does at least. He does. So you would like to try to sneak past them? Okay. How far away? They were pretty far. I would say they were half a mile down the road. Oh, okay. Um, but you. You know, and it's not like you couldn't venture off path too and go into the fields, but you know that there's an inherent danger with that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do you stay close and just sneak around past them and get onto the track? Or what is you... this other side of the road? The left? It's mostly plains. I thought you said the right was plains. Oh, no, the left, where they are, that's where they are. They're butted up against the trees. Oh, okay. So they're on the left side of the path, kind of in the rocks and trees amongst there. Basically exactly where you fought them before. There was some tall grass. It's like in a curve in the road. There was some tall grass on one side, and there were some trees on the other, and that's where the kobolds attacked you. Okay. I say to Cabot, so, uh, how fast can you pack this up? How fast? I am a researcher, young lady. Instantaneously. (laughs) And he, like, very quickly, actually, his tent, like, folds up into a little pouch. (laughs) And he puts his book away into a holster on his body. He has <laughs> a, a book holster. holster. He puts his binoculars away. He puts on a ridiculous hat that looks like one of those safari hats. Oh. And he curls his mustaches dramatically. Uh, I say, <laughs> wow, you definitely need to meet Theodora. And I um, I think I go down, I go down straight down off the hill and slightly into the plains. Okay. Just slightly. Just enough. So then in that case, I will in say the grass. that we will be doing stealth checks for everyone as you try to sneak around the cones. However, before you roll your stealth checks, we're going to do three total stealth checks. Oh, dear. Because it's a decent amount of space. you got to move around yeah. before they can see you. And they're going to be rolling... I'm going to be rolling on perception. a random... Well, yes, I'll be rolling perception. But after each one, I'm going to be rolling on a random thing to see where the rabbit goes. Oh. Because it might affect things. Oh, no. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll your stealth check. I'm going to... Can you roll two, actually? Yeah. One. F- I'll roll for Cabot. You roll for you and Flum. Flibbit. Uh, Flibbit's stealth. If they're both my... So, okay, so straight, I got a five and a 13. So he got a six and you got a... A astonishing 17. Nice. Well, luckily for you, Cabot got a 19. Oh, wow. And maybe surprisingly to you because you expected this book smart city gnome who didn't know what he was doing out here, he like gets down low. He probably... He's already short. (laughs) He's so short already. He gets down so low. Maybe he grabs some mud. And puts it on his face. He gets like really into it. He suddenly you look over and he has like 
tall grass pieces sticking into his crazy white hair <laughs> to like blend in. He has disappeared. Except, oh. Like you know where he is, but he's like camouflaged. I I just whispered to him, nice, nice. Thank you. I am skilled in the arts of looking at creatures from a distance. You have to be sneaky. I suppose that's true. And, um, I'm skilled in the lo- arts of avoiding robots. Okay, can, and the rabbit continues to stay on the far side of the path. The kobolds are all dancing around in the trees, and you guys are in the plains just a little bit in the tall grass, moving through the ogres, laughing and banging his club. Okay. Again. 18 and 8. Or wait, no. 18 and 5. 18 and 5. For flip Luckily, it. Cabot and you keep rolling pretty good. <laughs> Cabot got a 16. Ooh. Uh, and the ogre, again, got... I've gotten two eights in a row. Really? Yep. Okay, the rabbit does... St- you notice that the rabbit starts dashing towards you guys. Towards us, specifically? Towards you. It comes across the path and towards the tall grass. And so all the kobolds are going to essentially come this way. So you need to do something in this moment to either... Divert the rabbit. Divert or- the rabbit, move quickly, go further into the plains. You need to do something. Or if you stay here, you are on a trajectory of potential discovery. What do you want to do? A trajectory of potential discovery. That is a sentence. Sounds um, like an episode name. Yeah. <laughs> a trajectory <laughs> of potential discovery. The book by Cabot Cranberry. Cabot Cranberry. <laughs> um, I think... I did not expect that this would turn into like a major character, by the way, so this is exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guess what? Uh, what? <laughs> I have a longbow. You do? A plus one longbow. Um... I'm not going to shoot the rabbit. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> but can I shoot the like the ground near it to get, kind of get it to startle and go the other direction? Ah, interesting. You want to scare it. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to shoot it, though. I think that's, that's fine. I think roll me, I don't know, I guess roll it's me an attack. attack. Yeah, roll on me On the a, ground. On the ground. Well, but you're trying to be very accurate. Yeah. So we'll say the DC is 14. That's a long, that's a great. It's Great. because of the accuracy. Oh, uh, what did you say? A DC 14. I have to get a 7 or higher. Okay. 11. Nice, an 11. 18 to hit. Okay. So, with ease, you pull out the longbow, you turn it sideways so you stay all stealthy and cool. And you <laughs> And you an arrow. I want to try to hit it. Where is the rabbit now? It's. I'll say it's mostly all the way across the path. It's almost entered into the tall grass. I want to shoot. I think I'm shooting right kind of like in front of it, but off to the side and like near one of its feet. So it kind of like angles okay, diagonally. Okay. You do. Well, and you do that. So yeah. go ahead and explain what happens with the rabbit. I say, I think, I really hope I don't shoot this thing and, um, and shoot it. And I think I, it, it hits like the rabbit's foot is like five inches away or something. Yeah. And the arrow just goes flump into the ground. And I think it goes, it like rears up kind of and goes, and uh, goes like back down the path. Towards the kobolds? Towards the kobolds. Okay, so suddenly the rabbit 180s spins around from your arrow and darts back through the kobolds and starts bobbing and weaving between its legs. And you have a bit of an extra distraction. Um, the stealth check for this will be a, you got a little bit of a bonus. Okay. Do I get advantage or just like a... No, you get, you get, uh, I'm lowering the perception oh, check. Oh, okay. DC. Um, perception check. Uh... I have rolled three eights <laughs> really? for this ogre in a row. Wow. So you don't got to do very well, but... Um, okay. <gasps> Fourteen. Six. Man, Flip, it's rough. It's because he's going, stealth, dude. Do do stealth, do do. Yeah. What's uh, Cabot? Cabot got another sixteen. Wow. He is surprisingly stealthy. <laughs> what is his plus? Huh? What is his? It's plus? just plus two. But I'm just really? ro- I'm just rolling really well wow. for him and and eight for my ogre. He's more stealthy than me, and I'm a cat. <laughs> yes, but he is a researcher <laughs> <laughs> with a beautiful mustache. That All is right. currently muddy. You guys have made it clear of the kobolds and the ogre. You hear them still chasing this rabbit, and you're able to curve your way back onto the path. And Cabot's like furiously writing in his book. I say, um, what are you writing? That was fascinating. I have not ever done some sort of stealth mission like that. Those kobolds, that ogre, they could have killed us. They could have eaten us. I have no idea. Oh, I don't think the kobolds have much interest in eating cat. I think they have more interest in eating flump. Hey, 
We I, weren't going to talk about that anymore. It was an accident. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I, I think I say, I whispered to Cabot, they thought he was an octopus. Interesting. So kobolds love octopus. <laughs> well, actually, I think the ogre loves octopus. Maybe. I don't know. Potentially both. <laughs> and he's just writing everything he sees as fact. So Flump. As fact. The Flump facts are all based on what Flibbit's going to do. The ogre fact is all based on what this ogre did. I, I'm like, you may need to talk to an environmental expert about that. And I will research one. And he <laughs> starts following you back to, to Map's, Map's edge. edge. Can I see it on the horizon? I was about to do something. <laughs> Okay, so you guys make your way around the final bend to Map's Edge. It's still a ways off, but it was a long straight stretch before this first corner, right? Yeah. You make your way around that bend, and the hairs on the back of your neck start to raise up. Like in the way that I get with the tug, or in the way that I get? In the way that you get, because you're getting a sensation that you have felt once before when you were in the scrape. And it is the sensation of a wild magic storm. I say to Cabot, this is getting interesting, and grab his and Fwibbit's, or I grab his hand and Fwibbit's tentacle, and I want to, can I see the scrape? The scrape is the wrong side of where you are yeah. for what you're thinking about. Maps that you would need to get through Maps Edge first. Um, or you would need to take a strange planes shortcut over to the scrape. I want to. So, how far away is Maps Edge? Maps Edge is, I don't know, a mile or something? Yeah, maybe a half mile to a mile away. Okay. I grab Fwibbit's and Cabot's hand and say, This is interesting. Ready to run? Oh. Uh, and. Huh? And I want to dash 60 feet, do my dash. To, yeah, yeah, we're not in combat, yeah. so you're just running. Yeah, I want to dash with them. Towards Map's Edge? Flibbit probably has no problem because he's floating, but yeah. I want to see what Cabot does. So you're running towards Map's Edge? Yeah. Okay, you start sprinting towards Map's Edge, and as you start sprinting towards Map's Edge, you start hearing the familiar sounds of lightning and thunder start rolling in from the forested tree area. Can I count thunder? It's close. Okay. It's pretty close. It's like you don't need to count. It's like crack boom. Yeah, it's crack boom. And um, and you start seeing peeking up over the trees, mixed in with the gray clouds, some fluorescent clouds coming. Um, pink and blue. Pinks and blues and crazy colors of lightning. The other thing you notice is rain, of many different colored droplets. Oh dear. And this is not good. This is one of those magic storms that. You have probably not experienced, but you've heard of. The ones that have the ability to change things, like pink forests and things like that, in mass scale. Oh. I, I said to uh, Cabot as we we're running, So, uh, ever seen one of these before? I only from a distance. Are we going to town? Yes, we are. Okay, and you make a mad dash towards town. I yell, I yell to Cabot, same here. And you guys start running and running and running, and you make your way into town, and you notice hubbub. Everybody's suddenly up and at it. They're making their, they're gathering up all their stuff, and they're doing what you guys have trained a hundred times in Map's Edge, which is there's a wild magic storm coming, you get to the scrape. Yeah. Right? Because although you have the inherent danger of scrapers, and surged items coming into being during a storm, generally speaking, nothing will happen to the people Okay. in the past world ruin. I, um, as we race into town, I um, just yell, like not even bothering to go in the shop. I just yell, Gunther, Theodora, come here right now. And I think that you probably come around the corner and you see that they're like loading people into Theodora's cart thing <laughs> that she has. And... And Gunther's like, oh, Kia, you're back. I was hoping you wouldn't come into town. This is exactly why I'm coming into town. All right. And I, I push Cabot into the, into, the cart. into the cart. And they're loading up as many people as they can. And you guys start running or driving. You, I'm going to say that 
You don't. I I don't want to get in. You don't want to get in. Okay. I want to try to run as fast as I can. Maybe I can grab onto the back, but I don't. I want to leave as many seats as possible for okay. people. Then I think it fills up with you know Callie and the general's general's goods lady and general. The, uh, general. Yeah, Theodora and and just other townsfolk. And you guys start booking it, and you look up over the your shoulder behind you, and the storm is right there. Oh, it is about to hit Map's Edge, coming through the planes and you guys start ripping off towards the scrape how many people are still in the town i think i'm i'm under the assumption that everyone is moving towards okay the scrape okay i'm still holding on to flip it wonderful <laughs> and i'm gonna say flip it toss the pink unicorn into the cart okay so it's just you and flip it iota theodora um so uh that's the artifacts okay well hot dang you did good work Thanks. we gotta get into the protection though quick what is Cabot doing in all of this? Probably furiously writing, and his eyes are wide, and he's just a smile plastered on his face. He knows it's dangerous, but he's just thrilled. I I think Ikea just like shakes her head and is like, that guy is crazy. Super crazy. <laughs> you can tell from his mustache. Right? <laughs> and I think, well, what is Flibbit? Um, having no problem keeping up? Or? Yeah, he can float faster than you can run, I think. Yeah. So he's he's just floating next to you. Okay. I'm holding on to the back, but I'm... Yeah. Okay. So you start rushing off towards the scrape. The storm, right on your heels. And I think I'm going to ask you... Oh, dear. ...something about your character. What? Speaking of moral compasses. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I would I like you compass. to roll... A perception check. I'm going to say that you've fallen back from the cart. You couldn't hang on to the cart. Okay. You've fallen back. You were making sure you said you wanted to make sure everybody was out of town. You're kind of the last one helping push people along, probably with some other folks too. The storm is right on your heels. I need you to make a perception check. Check. And, uh, 13. 13. Right when you are about to make a bolt. The storm is huge. It's bigger than Map's Edge. Oh. And you look over your shoulder and you see a section of the path turn from dusty road into a small pond with a waterfall feature. And you hear a voice yelling help. Help. From that pond. Like in the pond? Like in the pond. Uh, a little voice. Go ahead. Help me. Help me. And then it goes, Ribber. help me. I think I would like, I think she would like, Moral, moral compass wise, I think she would probably like. She has a good moral compass, but she's a cat, and so I think um, she would probably like stop for a second. Uh, can I make a investigation check on this pond if I see a reflection in the water or a frog? Yeah, that go frog. ahead and make an investigation check. Sixteen. Sixteen. There is not only a frog in this water but it appears to be a young frogling. Um, I think... That was not that is not something that was there before. Okay, I... How far into the storm is this? Enough that you would have to make a roll on the wild magic storm table. Okay. Um, <laughs> how far... How many feet is this away? It's enough that you could dash... Basically, for the mechanics of this, it's enough that you could dash in and help this person and have to roll on the table, or it's enough that you leave the person and don't have to roll on the table. I go in and help. Okay, wonderful. If I, I see another I could... another variant in yep. trouble, I'm doing And that. that's kind of the thing, isn't it? Because you dive in to the storm, and before we have to roll on anything, you rush over to the pond and you start getting pelted with multicolored raindrops. You probably hear Gunther yelling from behind, Kia, no! I, I just yell, I'm fine! And Theodore's like, that girl's crazy! And, of course I am! And Gavin's got his eyes glued through binoculars at you. <laughs> and Flumpus is right, or Flumpus right by you. I I yell, get back to the garden now. You are not coming in here. Okay, <laughs> then he would, he would run off. And you dash to the pond, and in the base of the pond, you see a little frog creature and it's probably about two feet tall <laughs> yellow with purple spots flailing around in the water going help me help me 
Robert. It's me. And it's just looking up at you, and you get the vibe that this is basically like a kid. Because, and you get a memory of a similar situation that happened to you. Yeah. The storm awoke a, you know, humanoid version of a frog. Yeah. And it, this is the first moment of life that it's experienced. <laughs> and it was just a frog a moment ago. Yeah. And now it's a frog person. I reach, how deep is this water? I Like, it's sitting on top. Oh, okay. It's like on a rock, basically, in the middle of the pond. I, how wide is the pond? It's, it's wide enough that you could walk to him through the water. Okay. Dashed, I dash to him and say, some, welcome to the world. It's dangerous. <laughs> and grab his, grab his okay. uh, And he hands. just comes along for the ride as you go ahead and get to roll. A D100. A D100. On the wild magic table of elsewhere that I made up. All right. You had made up 100 effects? I did admittedly uh, borrow some from other things, change them slightly. But yes, I went through and compiled 100 things. 76. Okay, let us see what happens to Kia. Not soldier. On a 76. It's an Overwatch reference. (laughs) Okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Nothing appears to happen. Nothing appears to happen. Yep. You say appears. I did say appears. Can I make an... You cannot make an insight check in this moment. Can I make an insight check of myself? It's not... Mm. not you don't... How about... You don't feel any part of your body change. You don't feel any part of your gear change. You don't feel anything change. Something happened, but it's not something that seemed to immediately happen to you. I, um... So I grab... So I think I'm grabbing this uh, frog guy mm-hmm. and then dashing... Okay, as you bolt through the storm, you start making your way just to the outskirts. You see in the distance that the the cart is moving. It's getting to the scrape. And people are starting to pile out. And Gunther and Cabot and Theodora are like partway back looking towards you to see you, right? Yeah. And Flibbit, I'm going to say he's about halfway in between. He got caught up. He got a little concerned, so he didn't go all the way to the scrape. Yeah. You clear through the storm, this frogling in tow, and suddenly from behind you and from both sides, you hear this familiar chittering of two of these arcane pass-out bugs. I uh, think I um, I I just yell, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to end our episode. Oh, what? <laughs> Because we're at an hour, and I don't want to start combat. So, yes, they come out of the storm, and they start closing in on you and your frogling friend. I I think I'm just like, Flimbit, get out of here now. I told you to go. (laughs) And he's like, I can't. I have to help you, Kia. And he comes charging into battle. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because he's your healer. (laughs) But you are out of the storm. Yeah. Is it moving? It is moving. It's going to be a weird combat. I think we'll do like a moving combat, and you can kind of decide how you want to approach that. But we are going to do that next time. That was all for this week's (laughs) episode of Dad Venturous. A little different. We did a little sneak mission. You met a guy that was on a random table, and now you've brought back to Map's (laughs) Edge, uh, and he's going to join the party of sorts. And you saved a frogling. Yeah, I saved a, wait, is he a frogling, a grung? I couldn't remember the name. Is is it grung? Well, there's difference between, I think there's two types, and there's grung, and then there's the other ones that are, like, evil, but. I believe. Or maybe the grung or the evil ones. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> it's the grung is what I was thinking. Or, the, or oh, like the bullywugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah bullywugs yeah, yeah. are the evil ones. The grungs are the shorter ones, though, too, I believe. Yeah. So, anyway, you met this grung kid, basically variant that just popped up and yeah that was it <laughs> that was silly yeah i met a guy named uh cranberry i i think he was just thinking in her head like i like cranberries yeah <laughs> <laughs> he would take that as a compliment all right so that is all for this week's episode uh we're gonna be back more to finish up what's happened with all of this you want in on a little secret what? Didn't plan on that? No? Nope. You didn't plan on the pass-up bugs? Didn't plan on... No. 
I did for that, but not like this. I didn't plan for Cabot's thing because you could have rolled a nothing encounter, right? Yeah. And so I had a lot more planned for that. Um, and now we have Cabot Cranberry, and I think that's better for everybody. <laughs> did you improv his name? No, I had his name. Okay. I had his name planned. I was just waiting to see when you would roll it on the encounter table. <laughs> uh, but that is all. Uh, thank you all for joining us uh, this week. Uh, just a reminder to check us out on social media. We got Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube. We have, obviously, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, all that stuff. And we do have a website, adventurous.podbean.com, and an email. If you want to send us your email, send us your questions. We want to get them. Yeah. We are running out of questions. We want more. We need more questions. We need more questions and more fans. <laughs> <laughs> more fans. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, and so, or listeners. Listeners, yeah. So Maybe check us out, dadventurouspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next time on Dadventurous. Welcome to Dadventurous Q&A. Yes, another episode ending questionnaire time. For us? Wow. Yep. Something like that. I have a question for you. Oh, dear. This week, which kind of pertains to other things that we've talked about in the past with uh, you running a D&D club for kids your age and etc. So the question this week is, what is it like to DM for a bunch of sixth graders? Well, they are imaginative. I Yes, I know that based on having you as a daughter. <laughs> Sometimes they're a little too imaginative. How do you mean? <laughs> um, well, sometimes they their imagination runs a little wild, and it's like it's good that they're imaginative. They're good at using their items, but sometimes they get a little crazy and go off on a tangent, such as buying a giant wheel of cheese from a vendor. Oh, yeah. Well, the weird adults do that stuff, too. <laughs> but it's probably a different type of fun to play with all people your age. Yeah. So you guys can be equally ridiculous. Yeah. It's it is it's really fun to play with people my age. And what did you mean by they're good at using their items? They're good at not just like saying I whack something. They're good at looking like oh I have a cloak of disguise, or like hmm I have a turnip coupon. What could I do with that? A turnip coupon. <laughs> I did give them turnip coupons once. What did you get for a turnip coupon? Well, they um they saved a turnip farmer's uh, farm from living turnips, so he gave them uh, infinite turnip coupons. So they could redeem them for turnips. Yeah. Were they living non evil turnips? Were they sentient? No. Oh, okay. Normal turnips. They killed all the sentient turnips. I see. And did they eat them? No. I do have to rein in um, some ideas of eating everything. <laughs> well, I think that answers that question. <laughs> I think so. Sounds like uh, DMing for a bunch of sixth graders is pretty much exactly like DMing for a bunch of adults. Really? Uh, yep. Yep. Everybody's it's just that just they're a, kids. <laughs> I think when people get sit down at the table and play D&D, everyone's just a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is all for this week. Tune in next time for more on Dev Ventress. Q&A.